0: Hey guys, um, welcome back to another episode of Black Girls Living. You're joined by Vic and Jasmine. And we've got a very, very special guest in the building. My birthday twin, actually. Oh
1: yeah. Yeah. Over your game in
0: the building.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Do you want to introduce yourself to the people then? Oh gosh, yes. So I am Anika Onora. Um, I don't like to use the word former, but I will say for for reference, for mm-hmm. what I used to do. So former um, GB athlete. um woo, woo. <laughs> repping it for the game. Woo. Multiple medalist. Multiple, multiple. medalist. Um, and, and author mm. of uh, my new autobiography. My hidden Rates. Amazing. Congratulations. Thank so you. Thank you thank Amazing. You. Thank you for coming on.
0: Really no appreciate problem. it. Thank you for having me. I love your accent so much. Oh, know, yeah, people I probably know. always say that to you. <laughs> I but I feel like we always get Londoners on the pod. Yeah. Need to diversify our... Yeah, uh, guest portfolio. Yeah, it's so true. Mm. You've been and you're surprised
2: from how many? Yeah. Like, people outside want mm. to listen to your show. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. mad.
0: Yeah,
2: when you when you guys do start doing lads on tour, mm. you'll know
0: the lads. <laughs> <laughs> and you're from Liverpool.
3: Yeah,
2: <laughs> uh, do you know what? Yeah,
0: I'm so sorry i sorry. But if I start talking it's like so you, it's not on purpose. It's not, on purpose.
2: it's
3: not on purpose.
2: I get it all the time. I'm
0: so, so time. sorry. I know you want to slap our face. I definitely yeah. don't.
3: It's bad
0: I because knows. if someone starts saying I'm from Essex. Like, yeah. I, that's not even Liverpool. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, guys. Okay. I I love it you so try. much. I, <laughs> I love it so much. Have you been to
2: Liverpool? I've never been. Have been oh, you girls need to go. You know. You know I'd when I did that to. BBC mm-hmm. thing when I met was that in Manchester? Or Liverpool? Yeah, that was. In, okay, that was Media yeah. City. In Manchester. Yeah, I've not been in
1: Liverpool.
0: Then. No, I've yeah. been in Manchester two times, but each time I went to Manchester for, for one day. Oh really?
2: Yeah. What do you think of Manchester?
0: It was it seemed big. Yeah, It seemed really big. From what I saw, um I've been to maybe I have been Liverpool. No, that was Leicester. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Do talk slightly different. I'm sorry, but that's yes. more East Yeah, I used to live mm. in Loughborough because I trained there. So. Okay, okay,
0: yeah. okay. So. But let's get into your book. So oh, gosh. Okay. This is uh <laughs> this is a book of stories. Yeah. You have really been through it. Yeah. Um, yeah, let's talk about the beginning. Mm. So you grew up in Liverpool, right? Yeah,
2: correct.
0: And you lived in a place called is it Dingle? Dingle. That's it, Dingle. Yeah, Dingle. Dingle. <laughs> and the, the place that you moved to. Marvin's. No, let me start. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry. It's sorry. fine. It's fine. Where's the place that you moved to because of it? No, no, no you moved to Dingle or you moved to another place. beginning an for M. Um,
2: so it was Wavertree. That's it. Oh, then sorry, Dingle, that's it. And then we went back to Wavertree.
0: Wavertree? there's a place in Ireland called that. You know?
2: Really? What about yeah. Ireland? I
0: don't know because when I, when I when I saw that, I said, like, "Did you move to Ireland?" Yeah. <laughs> But I was like, no, no, it's, it still sounds like you stayed in Liverpool from when I was reading the book. Sorry. Okay, yeah. Um, but yeah, talk to us about your, like your experiences, because from reading it, like, I remember um, what stood out to me was, you know, you moved to another area in Liverpool, and there was lots of racism. You're the only black family on the street. Mm-hmm. There was so much racism to the point mm-hmm. that when you went to church, you came back, you knew that on that Sunday, they, them lot, the racist lot knew that when you were at church, this is the perfect time to attack you. lot. And they, they uh, arsoned your dad's car. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, just talk to us about your mm. story and like just growing up in Liverpool and like what it's actually like to grow up in Liverpool because yeah. I think us Londoners, I think sometimes we don't realize. Even I'm from Essex really, mm-hmm. but we don't realize how much things we have. We have we have we have events here. Mm. We have Black people next to us. Right. You know we have more communities. But just talk yeah. to us about it.
2: Yeah, so um growing up in Liverpool, do you know what Liverpool's a really really good city? It's amazing. Like Scousers, mm. they're just lovable. I'm not just saying that because I am a scout, mm. <laughs> but like we we are warm, really friendly. Mm. Um, growing up, uh, um, like had my family, had my friends. Just put all... the mic a little bit oh, closer. Sorry. Sorry.
3: <laughs> that's Is that fine. Better? Yeah, that's um, fine.
2: Um, yeah, and you know we grew up, um, with all my siblings, my mom and dad, and then we moved from Wavertree, where we loved, to then Dingle. Mm. Um, and what's the difference in time? Like, um, it's only to be honest, Liverpool. You can go from. It's not like London, like, mm. like mm. north, south, east, west. It's mainly the north side mm. or the south side. Mm. So mainly the black people um, and most ethnic minorities are in the south, mm. Mm. Um, which is like Wavertree, Musley Hill, Egberth, Dingle, mm. okay. um, right by where the Albert Dock is. Mm. And then the north side is more Anfield, Everton, Kirby, mm. West Derby.
3: Mm.
2: You don't really find that many black people there. Mm-hmm. There are some black people who live there. Um, but not really when mm. I was growing up in the 90s. And then yeah, Dingle, woof, that was an experience.
3: Really? Yeah.
2: So to be to be perfectly honest, right? I don't know how to explain it. So where we lived, there was a roundabout. And between Upper Wardick Street and Wardick Street, mm. which is the road we lived on, it was the equivalent of Springfield and Shelbyville.
0: Okay. So
2: it's like Springfield, all nice and you know, mm. just all cool. And then Dingle. It was like, hmm, you know, you'd see some things. Most of the houses were really nice, the people were really nice. There was just one group of kids that would completely like destroy us, mm. terrorize us from the moment we moved in. Mm. Um wow. we we got broken into um quite a few times. We um there was bricks coming through the window. Oh my god. There was um, it was even to the point where you know, you'd think, oh, you know, what's next? Bullets. Mm. So I remember my dad, because we had like a, a massive bay window at the front of the house, we couldn't never stand at the front mm. in case something come flying through the window. And like, obviously bricks is bad. Mm. But imagine if like, there's like, mm. you know, someone just starts throwing, you know, guns. Yeah. At the front mm. of the and still
0: that stood out to me. When I was reading the book and you said you couldn't, it was kind of like a written rule in the house. No one can stand and, no one can go to the front of the house. Yeah. And it's like, so what? I have to literally... Always stand the at the back. back
2: at yeah. the back, yeah. That That's was crazy. Or you have to be sat, mm. and because of because of where the couches are positioned, you could sit in a way that you wouldn't. I mean, I know it sounds bad, but you're less likely to get a hit by a brick or whatever. Yeah. So you literally had to. It was strategic. Everything mm. was just strategic all the time. And then going to church was, you know, someone had to stay in the house. Oh my god! So we, there was like six of us. So I had um, three. Two sisters a brother. Mm. Uh, I've got other older siblings as well, but it's as, as an immediate siblings mm. growing up. And it was my mom and dad. So someone always had to stay behind. And it was never my younger sister, Ketchy, because she was the baby. So it always had to be mm. me or my brother or my older sister. So we mm. could never go as a family to church. Mm. And, you know, these people would literally follow because, you know, the house wow. is on the road. So you, they can track your movements. They can see what time you go to church what time's everyone going to school or where or whatever. So, yeah, crazy. it was awful. And then we had to go to court a few times as well because mm. the kids were just constantly, mm. um, but the police wouldn't really do anything. It yeah. was just like juveniles, you know. Mm. We had CCTV, but I think the last straw was when the car got fired yeah. on. Like, that was bad. Um, yeah, just, 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 you know, having to live through that experience, mm. it was pretty rough.
1: How, how long was you on that road for?
2: Um I wanna say two years maybe. Wow. It must have been the longest two year years of our oh, life. It was it was mm. so traumatic. It was so traumatic. Because mm. you, you I would constantly go back to Wavertree to mm. Mossley Hill to Egberth, mm. where my school was, was, which was not too far from where we used to live, and um, you know, go see my friends there mm. because it wasn't safe for us mm. to play out, it wasn't safe for us to socialise with other people. Um and, and then we lived opposite gangsters
3: Hey <laughs> Oh my god We lived opposite
2: gangsters One of the gangsters Sons was always He was actually sound To be honest mm-hmm. Like I know Obviously gangsters <laughs> Are gangsters <good. laughs> <laughs> But for the most part mm-hmm. Like he was He mm-hmm. was all Like their family were like If you need anything they, I think they actually Tried to find the boys Who were mm-hmm. doing it Like terrorizing us And like had the words And stuff Um, But yeah Thank God we left that area.
3: Mm-mm,
2: that's scary. Yeah. I just
1: can't. I just can't yeah. even imagine it. Mm. I feel. I feel like a lot of our listeners from London, they they wouldn't even be of an age where they would know like what it is like to live in fear. Mm. Yeah. At in at your house. Mm-hmm. Yeah, your home. That is where you're supposed to feel
2: safe. Mm. Yeah. It was. It was. It was supposed to be a safety, a safe place. Mm. Um, your sanctuary. You know, yeah. your family home. And it just felt like it was just you know it was demoralizing mm. you know we couldn't even just little things like again being strategic someone had to be in the house someone had to do this constant locks being changed mm. back backyard had to um because you can jump they could they would always jump the fences to get Mm-mm. through the back and my brothers um what do you call them playstations at the time nintendo yeah the big console um that would always get robbed as well. Wow. So oh he, I think he got to a point where he had to hide it in the house, like mm. literally just hide it in the house where if we were going to get robbed, they wouldn't look. So, yeah. there was... That's not a way,
0: good way to
1: live.
2: Because no. I think
0: you said in the book how even like on the last chapter of, of when you left that place, you said, mm-hmm. I left the place but it's still, it's the scars kind of stayed with me mentally. Mm-hmm. Do you still think about it? Or just, has it
2: still affected you to this day? Yeah, I definitely still think about it, especially when I did move back to Liverpool, um, during lockdown, um, just going down there, going down the road, like the mm. house is there, and I, I took my boyfriend down there, and he was like, "What do you mean this house is nice?" It mm. <laughs> <He> doesn't look <laughs> so, the story. I know, I know, yeah. he doesn't, but mm. um, it did, it did seem a lot more quieter now, and mm. um, from what we saw, but yeah, it's, it's um, it was, it's, yeah, terrorizing. Mm. But I did get my own back on them. Yeah, with the eggs. <laughs> <laughs> You're brave, you know No, I didn't and, uh, care Because I was just like How dare you mm. But I, again I have you to timed it, it yeah. yeah With the buses <laughs> <laughs> That's perfect So yeah mm. um, Yeah, just thank God That we survived mm. And we were able to just Move to a new family home mm-hmm. And feel a lot more safer That's so good mm. That's so, so good did,
1: did you already have family In Liverpool? Um, Like when you moved To that area? Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. We had family You know, Liverpool's got The oldest black community in europe Mm. yeah it's just because you know um i don't know if you know the albert dock
3: yeah so the albert
2: dock is where um the ships the slave trade all of that so a lot of the um, uh, sailors used to dock there okay and like slave trade and all of that Mm. they used to dock in liverpool so we actually have a slave museum in liverpool
1: Yes, as well. I do know about that. Yeah, actually. we got a
2: slave museum, mm. which is on the Albert Dock. Mm. So there's just certain parts Slade of history. <laughs> it sounds mad. It all it? it? sound yes. crazy.
0: In what, in what? way?
2: <laughs> no, no, no!
0: Please, as in like,
1: <laughs> no, like just the history. Yes, oh, okay. yeah, it's... like it's
0: not, it's not like glorifying.
1: Yeah, it. yeah, okay. yeah. It's not,
2: yeah. it's not glorifying. Has just... it?
0: Has people protested it against it?
2: Not. I don't know. Wolf. I need, let me research when I get home. I'll research. Okay, yeah, C- I, yeah, it's it's mm-hmm. like I think it's the only slave mm-hmm. museum in the UK. Mm-hmm. I understand, but I know there was some resistance mm. from maybe like the black community in mm. Liverpool, um, because we're like, oh, we should teach the whites about mm. <laughs> slavery, but. <laughs> but- <laughs> But from mm. what I understand, it is very, mm-hmm. it's like very educational.
0: Mm. Um, so, yeah. What was it like being like the only black girl in uh, your school and like in, in the area? Because even though you were, I, when I was reading, it seemed like you had a really good friendship
2: group. I did. And they
0: would like, you. I know you kept saying like, you know, you were dealing with like colorism and not feeling beautiful as a mm-hmm. black girl like your friends would constantly be like but you're beautiful you're beautiful yeah. and I felt like I felt like your friends in the in the your book felt so and I, I was assuming they were predominantly white right? yeah yeah they were and um, the story that literally I was about to cry last night when I was reading this chapter oh. you said that a friend when you you know you felt like you wasn't you felt like it was hard to find clothes because you felt you know muscular and you wasn't fitting into the clothes well that were, were available in shops and one friend bought, was it your friend or friend's mom bought yeah, you a dress? dress
2: and <laughs> I just felt like that's beautiful
0: people man yeah that's beautiful people
2: no it, it really was i mm. i I had the most amazing mm. friends mm. um I didn't have so when I was in primary school primary school was very mixed mm. um like, mixed kids, different um, ethnicities, minorities. and But when I got to secondary school, I went to all-girls school. Mm. The school is mixed. Mm. Like, Archbishop Blanche school is mm. mixed. But my particular school year, I wow. was, like, the only black girl. Wow. Really? So the year below, like, mixed. Mix. Like, loads of black girls. The mm. year above, and even in my sister's year, she had, like, loads of black mm. friends. But my particular year was, mm. like, nada. <laughs> I had wow. one mixed-race friend. Mm. Um, I had a Chinese friend Um, there was maybe a Muslim girl mm. but yeah but there was no black girls mm. in my year and yeah most of my school friends my immediate group they were all white mm. so I was like the only school friend so when you go to hangouts you know you're and shopping Jane Norman Morgan mm. all of those shops mm. Um, it was difficult because you know they had you know clothes that would that would basically shape their bodies. Mm. Whereas when I'd go in there, I'd be like, oh, I hate this. Mm. It was just such a process. It was I'd just be like, Oh, can we go somewhere else? Like, mm-hmm. just yeah, just whatever. And then, um, the school disco story. Um, mm-hmm. about that boy who was like, I'm not gonna dance with an effing white black girl. Da-da-da. Why would I go near there? <laughs> that was when I was, uh I just lost it. But mm-hmm. that's when my school friends they really really showed up. Like they were really really there for me. Um, so yeah, I always had words of encouragement from them. That's really because they could see it. You know, they mm. could see it. They couldn't, they couldn't relate to it, mm. but they could see it. Especially how boys were. Boys are so, nasty. Yeah,
1: that must have been so difficult. Yeah. And I mean, is it something that you know, like your sister also went through? Like, did your other family members also go through similar experiences, or did you find like you felt quite alone
2: in it? Um. Definitely, black girls have very diff- yeah. similar experiences mm. because there was a lot, like, it's a massive Nigerian community. Mm. Shout out mm. to the Ebo Center, shout out <laughs> to the Nigerian <laughs> Club, because that's mm. where we would go as kids yeah. and learn mm. about the culture, the history. Like, our parents mm. always wanted us to immerse in the culture and mm. the values mm. and kind of mix that with, like, traditional British ones yeah. as well, so we would go to Saturday, <laughs> Saturday school mm. <laughs> learn ebo mm. all of that stuff um but then when you're mixing in school on a day to day basis that's they're the yeah. bits that shape you mm. that's the stuff you can't escape so um when you're and then when you're socializing with boys you know the the, the, the white boys are not checking for you <laughs> the black boys are not checking for you oh, wow. um so yeah, it was always mm. literally like. Hardly any of us were dating, or we were dating outside our race. Mm. Um, I did date one white boy. Um, he was alright, mm. but, but, <laughs> no, but do you know what it was? Right, track and field saved me in a way mm. because I started to understand like myself. Like I would always surround myself with mm. when I'd make teams as a junior athlete mm. with all the Londoners, with all the guys from the uh, Midlands. You know, mm. all the fast athletes. So I became friends with them, started hanging out with them, mm. even. When I wasn't training on a weekend, I'd go and hang out with them, mm-hmm. and we were always just cool, you know. Mm-hmm. And I know it sounds dead mad, but the, the black guys here just they found they there was they they found you attractive, mm-hmm. and there was less work mm-hmm. to do. Mm-hmm. Whereas in Liverpool, it you're was, sussing out, yeah, like literally me? you're feeding through. Mm-hmm. And it, I'm not trying to say oh it's all black guys, mm-hmm. but there was the majority was mm-hmm. always like black mm-hmm. guy and a white girl, or mm-hmm. exotic looking, or mixed race, mm-hmm. or whatever. So. Um, and yeah. they'll come and tell you,
0: I'm not. I'm not colorist. In it, it's just, it's just what preference. I like. It's just,
2: preference. It's just my preference. <laughs> Honestly, mm. but then when I moved to London, here, yeah. hey, okay. you guys here. Yeah. Oh, what was it? Enjoyment?
0: Or oh gosh, it was.
2: Oh, enjoy <laughs> <me>. enjoyment. Enjoyment, RJ.
0: Loved that.
2: No, it was. It was mm. like I would. I would. Um, I lived here between '08 mm. and 2012, and it just felt like. There was less work to do. Mm. Like I would meet guys on the way to training, like at the bus stop, wow, or the train station. <laughs> this enjoyment. They, they would literally be like, "Would they be like, I love your accent?" Yes, <laughs> yes, <laughs> they would. London guys have no shame. <laughs> they, uh. they don't. Mm. But, your, your accent is
1: sexy. Don't no, it? honestly, they
2: <laughs> <laughs> But then some of them would just like they'd see you. Mm. They'd see you before you'd even talk mm. and they'd be like, oh, can I get your number? Or mm. I'd love to hang out or I'd love to take you out on a date. Mm. I was like, ah, what is this? Oh like? these ones even have manners? No, no, the, the ones I've <laughs> did, they really, really did. Not like, manners. They really did, so. Mm. No, but at least they're asking you out instead of saying,
1: yo, my size. <laughs> <say>?
2: My size? <laughs> what is that? So, oh. you
0: know, it was lovely. I'm and, so happy you had that experience. No, I am so happy that like, you went too. to, like, you came to London and like, you saw that it's not a me problem that like, these guys in Liverpool are tapped. Mm,
2: <laughs> like. Yeah, just a little bit. I met my boyfriend here as well. So. Oh, in London? No, yeah. Really? Okay. Yeah. He's a he's a Londoner. Yeah. Londoner. He's proper. Right.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but Craft. tell us when was the moment you were like, I'm gonna become an athlete? Mm. When was that very
2: moment? When was that moment? Um there was different different bits. So when I so i got scouted at school mm. shout out to miss reese and miss Lang- langley they were my pe <laughs> teachers um and they would always say oh you know you're talented you need to do this but i was always shy mm. i come from a big family but i was mm. always the shy reserved mm. one like, my siblings would probably say different now <laughs> but um but i was mm. so i did i wasn't keen on mixing interacting mm. with people who i don't know and then it was school sports day one year where um my the guy who was a coach at the time Stan Roberts um, he was like always on the lookout for Mm. like new athletes and stuff so he asked me to come down the track I said no I don't know anyone and then I turned up anyway the next day Mm. and yeah that was it and then within a year I was you know doing club races then county races north winning north of England Mm. and then English schools so then Mm. English schools is the big one so Mm. that's where you find the next generation of Olympians Mm. like in the next four to eight years, that's where you find them. That's, that's like the starting point for Mm. most athletes. And then all these, it's always rivalry, like the West, could you, you compete for your County? Mm. So you got the Midlands, you were always loud Mm. and brash. Mm. You got the Londoners, you got, you know, you got different counties in London, Middlesex, Greater Mm. London, Sussex. They're always like, Mm. nah, no one's coming to take the title. (laughs) And then there's little old me (laughs) from Merseyside. Um, and yeah, I won the race. Mm, I won amazing. the race wow. and then became English Girls Champion for my age group, which was under 17. And then, yeah. And then like two weeks later, I got a phone call to compete for Great Britain. Wow. That happened by accident. Wow. Because they actually got the wrong. Mm? So, oh gosh. Except the blessing boy. So, no, Ew. because what happened was, so I actually mentioned this in the book, I so in the race, mm. my cousin Amala, she's also an athlete as well. Okay, she competed for Sussex, East mm. Sussex, I think. She lived in Eastbourne. So, um, yeah she finished the race. There was there was nine nine of us in the mm. in the final. She, I won the race. She finished fifth or sixth.
3: Mm.
2: What the um, team management did is they saw the name Onora because we both have Onora okay. and we both got the same first initial. Oh. Annika Onora, Amala Onora, so it was Aonora. So they assumed Aonora finishing first and Aonora finishing fifth or sixth was a typer. So they called oh, okay. her thinking she was the same person. And she and she probably got excited thinking I'm going to the Olympics no, she no, she, it was it was going to um GB competition in France. I'm going to
3: France. (laughs) (laughs) No, you're not. No, she they they selected in the end. Okay,
2: okay, but because it was you know it was a bit awkward. Okay, it was awkward. Oh gosh, (laughs) family rivalry. Oh, faloo. <laughs> so no, but she called me mm. to tell me, Oh, I've been selected for this GB competition. I said, what? And you were like, What for the was I said, What's going on? Oof. Yeah, it was um I was like, congrats. Mm. But I was yeah down. I was like, What's going on? <laughs> and then they called and they said, We're so sorry, we got the names mixed up. <sighs> body body bob, we're gonna bring you cousin anyway So I was like, Yes, okay, it's thank cool. God, yeah. So no, then that competition. Just changed everything mm. So I flew for the first time Wow <laughs> No sorry I flew It was my second time ever flying mm. Without my family anyway mm. um, I got to meet all these amazing athletes Um, I met You know Just lifelong friends I got to compete Against international You know Athletes mm. as well I think it was France GB and Spain So mm. it was a small competition And then most importantly You get to put on the kit For mm. the first time You can't buy those moments mm. What does it feel like Putting? Does it feel mm. like you're superhuman? Yeah. Mm. yeah, it does.
1: You know um, in The Incredibles when they, they flick the gloves?
2: <laughs> That's in- exactly the- what it felt like. That's exactly mm. what it felt like. And then I kept getting more call-ups every year, mm. every other year with a couple of injuries mm. in between, you know, with uni and stuff like that. Mm. And then, yeah. But, do you know what I found really... Crazy the fact that
0: you went uni because you, you kind of like, okay, I can't tell these people that I can't tell my parents I'm going to do uh, athletics full time because no. you're too scared. So, you're like, what did you study again? Was it economics? Yeah, economics. So, yeah. you're like, I'm going to study economics. It was you, you stayed in Liverpool, right? Yeah, yeah. So, I'm going to do that.
2: And you're also working too. Yeah, I was hustling. And, and you didn't
0: miss yeah. any training. I think you missed one session when you went to a gig.
2: <laughs> <laughs> was it, yeah. what's the Morrison? Uh why? With the hat? Yes.
1: Have you seen the hat? That's what I think
0: JK, of. Oh. He- did he have the same hat as a Teletubby? What? Sorry. Victoria? <laughs> didn't one of the Teletubbies have a Jomeroquai hat? Someone making this up. One day, Poe, no, the green one, uh, Poe, oh decided Didn't to- he have an episode? Like a stick as well. I, I thought so. like he had a stick. I think that episode was inspired by Jomeroquai. Oh my gosh. Because <laughs> I think Poe was wearing that hat one day. That's and he was doing let me just flex and yall uh, Period. I'm
2: um but yeah,
0: I remember his music when I was younger, his music videos. I remember he would he'd be doing some weird shit. Mm. Yeah, he would. But the music
2: was good. The music was just sick. Mm. And it, it happened by accident. Oh wow. How how I managed to get tickets for the concert. I won it on a competition. Okay. And it, it was actually a listening party, which mm. I didn't know because I was like, What's a listening wow, party? Wow. So I told my coach, I was like, um, yeah, I've got to study tonight, so I can't come training. Mm. And he was like, yeah, that's fine. He didn't say anything. Because he's like, yeah, focus on your studies. Because he knows how my dad Mm -hmm. was. You know how Nigerian (laughs) was. So um, I was like, okay, bye. And then I got the train to London after my lecture. And I got to London about six, seven o'clock. And it was like... It was like paparazzi outside because wow. you know J.K. is mad and he mm. like the, the lead singer. So um, and Liz wait, Lizzie I thought Jamiroquai was one man. No, it's no, it's a band. No,
3: Victoria? I thought it was
2: one man. Jasmine thought it was Yes, years. I did. It's it's. I, I thought it's it was the fans. one man. No. The one man with the one hat. Like, yeah. No, it's a band. It's like um, Jamarica- six, seven
0: of them. Are they uh, six, seven? Jamar- five? No. Five, five, six, seven. It, yeah. NSG. No. <laughs> Don't do that to my favorite <laughs> band, please.
2: Yeah, Jamella If JK is the lead singer no. and then you've got every But he was the only one who really appeared in the videos. Okay. so J- Why is he the only person in the music video? Because sometimes that's just how it is. <laughs> sitting so the
0: lead man is JK. <clears throat> okay, so this is the hat that he would be wearing. Yeah, that's <laughs>
2: JK's hat.
0: Um, He had like loads of them. Okay. Oh my God, he
2: went out with Denise. Is that Denise the Denise, presenter? Denise Van Alten, yeah. No yeah. way. Yeah. No, he used to get yeah. Wow!
0: Yeah! He,
2: wow. he, he, he
0: With that hat, why not? Yeah. <laughs> wow, guys, that is fascinating. Yeah. Are they still making music? They still laugh. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. They're still making music. They're, They're still, still making music, music. Absolutely. Wow. So yeah, he was um that that gig was was yeah mm. my friend Zaynab Shout out to Zaynab So she came um and and then yeah afterwards they were like. Yeah, do you want to come backstage and meet the band? <gasps> Did out? you meet them? What? I said, you met JK with a hat? What type of life is this? Wow. So yeah, we met the bands. They were all cool. And again, like Londoners, he was like, you from Liverpool? All the time. He's like, Liverpool, <laughs> Liverpool. And they were just, because he was drinking. Because, you know, he liked to party. Mm. <laughs> hey. Yeah, he liked to party. And um, yeah, he was like offering drinks. He, <laughs> literally, he was just so chilled out. Like everyone in the bands was cool. Um, and then they were going to like an after party, and they were like, you know, come along, you know, do you want to come? Wow. They were going because yeah, they, used, they just it's just just. I'm gonna
1: start going out with a Liverpudlian, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because it seems <laughs> like, like you're experiencing a kind of London <laughs> yeah. that not even
2: <laughs> not like even a I
1: London,
0: <laughs> not even London experience oh, no. on taps. <laughs>
2: Yeah, it wow. was um, Yeah, but I had to go because I had, I mm. literally had to get the first train back mm. to London, uh, back to Liverpool the next morning. So mm-hmm. I stayed at Zainab's. But yeah, it was just, he was just like, yeah, thank you so much for coming. Thank you for being a fan. And, you know, I hope you like the music. And I was wow. like, yeah, so he lovely. was, he was, yeah, all of them, all the whole yeah. bands, like the whole management team, they were super sweet, mm. signing this, signing that. So that's really cool. Yeah, that's it was amazing. worth it. I, that was the only training session where I yeah. like lied to my coach. But yeah, that that's was so like, crazy. That's
1: the thing is, even hearing about you doing training and stuff, like I feel like you know when um, those like semi-pro or even just normal guys they're like oh if I didn't have that knee injury I'll be playing for us you know, right now <laughs> but I feel the same like if I didn't have that knee injury I'll be was it knee injury Gb? that put no. you out okay. no not at all <laughs> I was just lazy as hell and I wish I I wish I kept going yeah. in athletics because mm-hmm. I got to the point where, yeah I'm running for the bar mm-hmm. and all of this stuff but I never continued it and I really wish I did now yeah. but how does I've always wondered this how does um, like
2: money in athletics work like how do you get paid Ooh, that's, that's, that's an ongoing question right now there's a lot go. <laughs> there's a lot going on in the sport really a lot like financial like issues going on in mm. the sport because there's less and less money available Really, less and less yeah athletes are walking away with hundreds of dollars or yeah like less than a grand for competing a race where there's when you competed in a diamond. So you have different competitions yeah. outside of the championships mm-hmm. that particular year. And back in my day, when I was certain old, we had the Golden League. Mm. So the Golden League, you could, if you won the race, like you compete against the best in the world, mm-hmm. you could easily win like 30 40k uh, per race i did not sometimes more sometimes more. and that's not even including your appearance fee or time bonuses if, if, wow. if it's in your contract wow. if it's in like your shoe contract or you've got a certain stipulation stuff like that so back then you could walk away with easily on average 100k plus a year yeah. and that's just doing like the small meets as well mm. you combine the big meets with the small meets plus your shoe contract plus it maybe if you're on funding That was a long time ago, Mm. but when I was competing, nah, (laughs) not always. I got, I got some great opportunities, but Mm. it was constantly like you had to work. You have to, Mm. you know, there was no waiting around for things. Like when I, those four years when I was in London, Mm. there was not one year where I had off where I was not working. Mm -hmm. I had to work Mm -hmm. and I had, it it taught me a lot, a lot of life lessons, a lot Mm. of teachable moments coming from Liverpool where, Mm. you know, it was my family home. Um so I'd help you know pay bills and stuff, but now I'm moving to London, yeah. I turned up, and I'm literally like moving into Christine's flat as well. Mm-hmm. And just like, okay, you gotta get a job and mm-hmm. you've got to do this, you gotta do that. So at one point I was working like three jobs Jesus. at the same time, plus training full-time. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, it was it was a struggle. Mm-hmm. It was a struggle. But but I wouldn't have, have had it any other way because mm-hmm. when you do get on funding, when you do get on a when you do get a shoe contract. Like, it's just like, okay, you don't take these things for granted. Mm-hmm, yeah. As well, at the same time, because like imagine you guys have got a full-time job. You've got a salary, right? Mm. You're always going to walk away with that money. Yeah. Mm. With us being a professional, with us being professional athletes, everything is based on your performance. Yeah. Mm. If you have a bad year with injury, if you have a bad year of performances, if you just don't do well in general, mm-hmm. and it's just rough. You you don't get your funding. Mm-mm. You don't get a your shoe contract. No you might get dropped. That like honestly, it's literally based on performance. So. And with
0: the shoe deal, mm-hmm. what is the shoe deal? Is it because I'm not imagining your own? Yeah,
2: tell me what the shoe deal is because I'm not. I can't. I can't imagine. It. So so usually you at the time when I was competing, you were mm-hmm. like as a sprinter, most main most athletes was like Nike or Adidas. Mm-hmm. So. Mainly those two, shun- two shoe companies mm. Then New Balance came Then Prima were always there Because of Bolt Even before but You had for Christie as well um, But yeah Sometimes you get like Really good contracts Where they'll pay you I don't know Oh don't to know. wear the shoe on the race Yeah Okay Well what if your shoe Is not making me run the fastest yeah. Mo- Most of them would to be fair okay. okay And if they didn't If you were someone where The shoes weren't really Working that well Then you, you know, you'd obviously tell The shoe mm. rep And they'd be like Okay you can wear, I don't know, maybe Puma shoe when you have to tape that the Adidas logo <laughs> or the Nike logo. Okay. But that wouldn't happen yeah. very yeah, yeah, often. Yeah, 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 yeah. It would literally, because they would just, then what they do is they just make you your own specialised shoes. Okay, okay. So okay. you literally go to yeah. the um the factory mm-hmm. and they wow. would literally mould your shoe. So I had that a couple of times. Wow. Yeah, I had that. Because
0: me, time. I can't lie, what if, I, sometimes I have special shoes for special things. Oh, yeah? So I'm not gonna wear my my Puma
2: shoe if the Adidas is making i <laughs> and Puma's paying me. What am I gonna do? Yeah, some because sometimes my some athletes would have like a Nike shoe, mm-hmm. but with like an uh, a Puma plate. Okay. Because like they'd be like, oh yeah, the Puma plate wow, is this like is the, the secrets new of the industry. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. so
0: Jazz you know what you were just talking then? You're like, if my my, my knee, mm-hmm. you know, it reminded me of the Isaiah Thomas thing on the last dance when he was like, I was selected to meet the requirements, but. Yeah. <laughs> I was a
1: chosen.
3: I was a
0: chosen. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, honestly, I have got so much respect for you being in the athletics field. I just yeah. think being an athlete or being a sports person is just crazy. Like, after watching mm. the Last Dance documentary, mm-hmm. I had a newfound respect for people in the sports world because I feel the discipline is crazy.
3: Mm-hmm. And like,
0: even the fact that you said that you only missed one session as a teenager, someone in uni, we were doing lifestyle. Yeah, and I remember you were saying cool. that you, you even those moments where you're like, oh, I shouldn't let my hair down more. Yeah. But you were in, you were stuck in between two aspects of, okay, mm-hmm. I need to please my parents do my degree and do well. Yes. But also I need to do fucking well because I want to compete exactly. in the Olympics. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I just have so much respect for you. Honestly, like oh, I think you've worked you. so hard and in the book, and I know this as well because you spoke about it in the media, you know, on socials, but you had malaria. But I didn't yeah. know that you had it and kind of kept it from your teammates and mm-hmm. you kept it from a lot of people and you had like the deadliest strain. Mm-hmm.
2: But as well, you still won gold and bronze as well yeah, so in, in Rio? Europe, in, no, in the Europeans, so we won. I won individual bronze, mm-hmm. which was a month before. European Championships was a month before the Olympics. Okay. So I won a bronze medal there in the four hundred, mm-hmm. and then we won the 4 by 4 gold medal. Mm-hmm. And then a month later... We had Rio Olympic Games and I won the bronze medal there. And just before mm-hmm. this, you had
0: malaria. Yeah. yeah. And they, at the time, they were telling you, doctors, you were telling doctors, okay, when can I go back to training? Yeah. And they were like, you mad? Yes, mm. yeah. You need to, I think one doctor said, you need to live an ordinary life.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he, he looked at me like I was crazy. Wow. He really did. And I just, I, I also kind of made the conscious decision because people like, don't believe you. You didn't get millennial. You didn't post it on social mm. media. Uh-uh, no, literally because, because you know people you know post, yeah. you the know, drip. With the drip <laughs> not in this life. Mm. And plus, a lot of people at the time. I remember scrolling when I was in hospital
3: mm.
2: in um, October 2015, and I was scrolling, scrolling, and everyone was just like, "Olympics Sam um, Rio, training mm. for Rio." Da 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 da. And I couldn't tell anyone. It was so depressing. Mm. It was so mm. depressing, and. Yeah, just just going through that stage. Like, the recovery was mad. The, the hospital, mm. shout out. What is, what's the hospital on Waller Street? UCL, mm. UCH? I, I will not. Oh, in Houston? Yeah. Yeah, UCH. Mm. UCH, shout out Kaya to was them. Born. Oh, yeah. that's cute. No, nah, they they really took very really good care mm. of me. Originally, mm. I was in the private hospital because mm. when I was on funding at the time, mm. um, if we had any medical condition, mm. everything's just um, St. John's Woods. Mm-hmm. That's where we used to go. And then they admitted me. But then they were like, yeah, we can't afford to keep you in. <laughs> yeah, hey, the money dried up. Yes, yeah, so they were like, we're going to send you to an issue." But to be fair, it, Black- was <laughs> <tropical>. <laughs> it was a tropical disease hospital mm. they sent me to. So there's oh, one okay. in London, mm. which was that one. Mm. And then there was um, the one in Scotland. Mm. So they sent me there to, over the roads, And it just felt like literally back to Springfield and mm. Shelby. <laughs> do, do you know what? <laughs> I sound so
1: like uneducated, but what, I mean, what is malaria? like what what are the symptoms as well like how how did you know that you
2: were getting ill so i had so malaria is um a a tropical disease Mm. that you can't contract when you get bit by a mosquito and so according to the world health organization (laughs) coming with facts thank (laughs) you there's four strains Mm. so what happened was i was in nigeria with my mom so well, after my dad passed away, mm-hmm. I always made an effort to make sure mm-hmm. I go home mm-hmm. every year or every other year in mm-hmm. the off season. So mm-hmm. off season is September, October mm-hmm. time. So I did three weeks in Nigeria with mm-hmm. my mom. So I was in the village mm-hmm. and then I went to party mm-hmm. in Lagos <laughs> um, and went in our house in the village that my dad built. Mm-hmm. It's this amazing mansion. Mm-hmm. Like, I just love everything about mm-hmm. it. So there's no mosquito can't get in anywhere. Because it's just covered there's mosquito nets, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. This, you know we don't really leave the doors open we didn't didn't don't get bit, plus I was on anti malarial tablets. Mm-hmm. I can't remember the name of them can't remember but yeah, um, then I went to Lagos, mm-hmm. and the place where I was staying, it was near a a, a river or okay. sewer mm-hmm. and there was just like you know the egg flies were just yeah. and the doors are always open, mm-hmm. but you don't take it for granted because you're still taking tablets mm-hmm. tablet, yeah, yeah and you have to take it at the same time so yeah. even when i come home like like wow. eight nine o'clock yes. in the morning like you like, you have, like, to like take, um,
1: you have to take it before you go while yeah. you're there and after you come yes. back isn't mm-hmm. it yeah like
2: every and yeah. i'd set the alarm take your tablets take your tablets mm-hmm. um so i didn't feel any symptoms then i came back to the uk then two days later we i flew with my boyfriend to the dr mm. so we we took a couple's vacation mm-hmm. And then uh, within two, three days, that's when the symptoms started. Wow. Like We were in a nightclub. Um, and yeah, it was like, I was like, can you feel that sweat? Like, mm. can you, Is it cold? Is it cold mm. in here? And he's like, what are you talking about? He's like, no, I can't. He said, I can't feel nothing. Mm. So I was just like, oh, I didn't, didn't mm. think anything of it. Then there was the headache. Mm. Then mm. there was, sorry to be vulgar, but you know the idea. Mm-hmm. There was that. Then there was just like constant cramps, like wow. stomach. It was just like the whole holiday was ruined. Oh, that's crazy. We, but it was really weird because it would happen at night. It wouldn't really happen in the day. Mm. So I like literally waking up in a pool of sweat, wow. like tossing and turning. Like it was bad. Mm. And but we still, we'd still some, somehow managed to do excursions. Mm. But like the day before, I was just mm. like, no, nah, we need to go. And I was literally trying to find flights to come home. Couldn't find any. So then we had to wait until off oh, like, oh. and then when I got home you really just, suffered nah, yeah. I did I really did and mm-hmm. I didn't want to end up in a hospital in yeah. the DR as well because I was just thinking whatever then come out mm-hmm. yeah and then when I got back to London I went then I drove back to Loughbret all the symptoms had stopped everything everything Mm-mm. just stopped so we're now maybe day 10 12
3: mm-hmm.
2: of wow. sim- like symptoms per yeah, se. yeah and then it stopped and then I went back to training to start winter training for the Olympics mm-hmm. and now it's like mid-October time. And then as soon as I finished the session, the symptoms start again. Hey, God. But thankfully, before then, before I left the center, se- oh, whilst I was in the DR, I was I was emailing um, the team doctor mm. and I was telling him, Oh, doc, you know, my urine's dark. And he was like, I don't know how you're probably just drunk.
3: And I was just <laughs> drinking too much.
2: Mm. And I was like, No, I was like, there's something wrong. He's like, Okay, well, when you get back, you know, let's do urine, blood sample, make mm. sure everything's good. Cause I'm usually, like, clear, everything's Mm -hmm. fine. You know, you're always staying hydrated. Mm -hmm. Um, So that day when Mm -hmm. I got back to the track, I took blood and urine sample. And then when I got home, the symptoms just, oh, it got worse. Jesus. And then the next morning I woke up and the doc was, like, calling me. He's like, yeah, there's something wrong with your kidneys. Mm -hmm. You need to get to London um, to do, um, you need to go to, yeah, St. John's. And then that's when... I couldn't find anyone to take me, oh God. so I drove to London from Loughborough. You drove, yeah. I was really bad because I was just I was just like praying to God at the wheel. I was like, please, please, mm. please. And then, yeah, I just pulled up at St John's Woods and then just left the car there. And then, yeah, just got to the hospital and they were like, "There's something wrong with you. There's something wrong," but they didn't know what it was. Mm. So when I arrived at the hospital, um, they I had to just do test after test after test. Mm. I couldn't keep still. The bright lights were hitting my eyes. Mm. Like, I was just in pain. And then it got to, like, midnight. And then they were like, yeah, you got a small dose of malaria. A mm. small dose? That what was does that even words. mean? I said, doc, a small dose? What are you talking about? And then, yeah, then I got, spent there one night. And then I went to the tropical disease hospital. Mm. So, oh, my God. That's so crazy. Yeah, yeah, but the recovery mm. was, was yeah, it was mad, but mm. yeah, Do you know what I found crazy? Like, I
0: found crazy that you didn't tell people because you, you knew what they may perceive what Nigeria is because I've yeah. read what was it you said something like oh people will just assume oh yeah of course you got it in Nigeria yes. like that. and like yeah explain that explain that like why you were like you're not a bit hesitant to tell
2: people I think it was more to do with perception mm. so you know pe- people would just if it's like a common cold people would just be like well you get that anywhere but if it's malaria and it's a tropical disease mm. They'd be like, well, of course you got it in Nigeria. Mm-hmm. Whereas I'm proud to be Nigerian, mm-hmm. um, and also because you're in the public eye, you don't want you don't want to make excuses. Mm-hmm. For you, like going into the following year, Olympics is always such an anxious year. Mm-hmm. That's the that's the championships everyone yeah. wants to make. It's the mm-hmm, pinnacle. Course, yeah. So I didn't tell anyone out of fear mm-hmm. of running badly, but also being like, gosh, like what if people find out? You know, I don't, and I also don't want sympathy. Like, mm. tell me what I need to do. Tell me what the recovery is. Tell me how long it's going to take. Mm. Let's plan accordingly. Mm. And I remember when I did go, when I did get discharged from the hospital, then I saw the consultant mm. and they were like, no, you need to sit down, retire, da, 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 all this. And retire, I'm like, wow. yeah, honestly, they were like, just focus on your health. And I was like, no. And, and he said, okay, your recovery is going to take, he said, 10 to 14 weeks. And mm. I was like, everything that we do, as sports people It's measured off time mm. So I'd already lost Three to four weeks Like Not being yeah. in Training mm-hmm. Hospital All of that So I didn't have Any time to waste So I had to start from scratch But I had to do it slowly mm. And just trying to get My mind right So because I lived in Loughborough By myself I moved back to Liverpool mm. And I had to Laying out to walk again Wow Yeah because wow. your body Just shuts down And you're running Yeah my uh, It was bad. I also Started again to no, be it's okay again. I also what
1: do you call it? Hemorrhoids. Um, I don't know what it is. It's, it's when you. <laughs> mm, you don't want to. I don't know it. what it is, but it's when. Uh, okay, you, you, be be honest. Okay, what it is basically? It can happen. It can happen if you have diarrhea, and it can happen if you're like constipated or like you're struggling to go to the toilet. Yeah. And it's basically like, I don't know what it is exactly, but it pops out of your bum hole. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like a
3: little what does it's two? like a
1: little no? It's like a little nodule. Yeah,
0: yeah. Mm? Like so <laughs> as in the actual bum is coming out or your bum. No,
1: no, your, your bum is not coming out. It's like because you've
2: strained, yeah, it's sort of like popped out of your so you know how the bum is tight? Yeah. yeah. That is now reverse coming out. No. <laughs> no, it's like a little module sitting on the end of your bum hole. Okay. Yeah. I don't know that one at all. Yeah. So wow. and obviously if you when you um
0: So
1: you're birth, that much when you give birth no, you as well, poo.
2: it can happen. Oh, okay. Because you strained, you you constipated. Yeah, so it's it's like you're. Okay.
1: You've popped something and it sort of like sits outside of your bumhole. It's like a little. Sitting.
2: A little. It's not sitting. (laughs) It's sitting pretty. (laughs) Stop. It was sitting pretty. It can hurt when you sit down. Yeah, I couldn't sit
0: for weeks. It's like you got BBL. just learning your (laughs) side oh my days
2: it was awful it was so bad yeah and i and i remember my mom she was because she's a nurse Mm. she's like she gave me like holy water holy oil (laughs) she's like the lord will bless you you will recover in jesus name she kept coming in to check on me because i couldn't eat because if you eat you need to shit yeah
1: Yeah. i can't go toilet i
2: couldn't go toilet like and even when it, even when I could, I'd be like, "Please God, please, let's just come on, work with me here. I've been good." <laughs> and it would just be like small, small, small. Mm-mm. And then um, I, I just relaxed then, and I was just like, "Don't think about it." Mm. And then yeah, after a while, I, I honestly, when I took that first one, I think I cried. Sorry, I think I cried because <laughs> well, oh, it was so you. painful. Mm. Like I had to lie on my front to poo. No, no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> not to poo but when you're sleeping oh, or when you're lying because you the bum you is just not can't, I can't yeah. sit up like this Mm-mm. you're just lying on your front that's how I had to sleep Mm-mm. so it was like three weeks of hell that is, in, that is insane you were like that for three weeks yeah I couldn't mm. I couldn't yeah I lost, and your like, teammates didn't know five, six, yeah
0: yeah, oh, you no lost one, weight. Yeah, oh, bless You're you. so resilient. I, yeah. hon- you really honestly. <laughs> you because me, I'm telling you lot. Yeah. You lot, listen. Yeah, <laughs> it's not easy where I, I am. I can't see. <laughs> I need them flowers. I need them. Oh. I need them cards. <laughs> I need the flowers. Yeah, I, you're so resilient. Oh, it, yeah. It
2: was a struggle. Mm. It was a struggle, but yeah, you came out from yeah. the other side. And you won. Your you won. Yeah, I, yeah. Rio was mm. everything I just remember being there and just saying like you, you could potentially never get this again because the team was in shape mm-hmm. to medal we we won European gold mm-hmm. the last four years I was so grateful to be part of that team mm-hmm. because also again I moved events so mm-hmm. I moved from the ones and twos to now solely the 400s mm-hmm. that was bringing me more success mm-hmm. um so that era the team was meddling at Worlds,
3: mm-hmm.
2: um, Europeans Commonwealth's like and I was just part mm-hmm. of that history. Mm-hmm. And then w- the Olympics is the pinnacle. Mm. And because we were number one Yorda, it was basically going into the final of the Olympics. It was USA, Jamaica. Mm. And every other country mm. is fighting for bronze. Mm. So we got the bronze medal. Oh, look at that.
0: When I, re- when I read that, okay, malaria, they said retire, and then you said, yeah, and we won. I said, what's going on? <laughs> <laughs> the way I would have found a seat. <laughs> Yeah, I was like, no, people are working in this life.
3: Mm. You are
0: working. Yeah. Yeah. It's not easy at all. It's not. Um, but let's talk about um, uh, trigger warning, assault and, yeah, sexual assault. Mm-hmm. But the unfortunate stuff that happens that no one really talks about in being a sports person and being a, in the athletics world is the sexual abuse that happens. So you talked about a physiotherapist who was this mm. fucking disgusting mm-hmm. and touched you inappropriately when they were meant to... Uh, give you a checkup, you know, you was yeah. injured. And then you also talk about a sportsman that took advantage of you as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I found, I found that, like, I'm so sorry you experienced that. Mm. So, so sorry. And you also linked it to the gymnast. I can't remember the... the yeah, Simone Bowers. Yeah, what's the name of the person that was cool And the, the, how many the people... Doctor? There were so many girls yeah. that came forward. And when you had said about the physiotherapist, it made me think there probably is so mm. many other athletes who were in your... Field who probably mm-hmm. experienced the same thing with that particular person it's just so sad yeah like, so so sad
2: no it is it is but thank you I, I appreciate it I think you know uh, I, I'd probably help, I'd got, gone through so many traumatic experiences mm-hmm. in my life in my career that I didn't tell anyone about mm-hmm. again you know going back to what we just discussed about the medal and mm-hmm. I was always focused on that it was always like okay what do I need to do to do this do that mm-hmm. and so that's why I didn't tell anyone. And then the other element was like, who's going to believe me? And then you're mm. also a black girl, a black woman. Mm. You know, people don't tend to believe you. They don't take you mm-hmm. serious.
3: Yeah.
2: So I had to kind of juggle with all these things. Mm-hmm. So with the physio, that happened a lot early on in my career. Mm. Um, so I didn't tell anyone, but I just remember just going through that. And, you know, that was just like, yeah. you t- you're effectively turning off to get treatments. To, but instead, you're getting sexually mm. assaulted. You're getting abused, mm. and it was it was constant enough for me to just be like, "This is like such a sick moment." But again, you don't know who to talk. And I know it's it's always easy for people to say, "Well, why don't you just tell someone? Why no. don't you do this?" No. It's not as easy as you think no. it is. No. It really mm. isn't. Like you could you could you could be someone who's a lot older and go and do you know mm. so, like unfortunate sexual assault, and mm. you just don't tell anyone. Mm-hmm. You know, um. But I want to talk about that because I think that's something that happens a lot more. Especially we mm-hmm. you know now with Ladi mm-hmm. Nasar, it happens a lot more now in the sport. Well, it's always happened, but mm. it's become uh, people yeah. becoming a lot more vocal about yeah. it. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, that was that. And then with the sportsman, yeah, that was that was a tough one. That was. I hope
0: somebody robbed all sick. his trophies. You know, what's a sick and indiv- What's yeah. a sick bastard? Make you never win again, you fucking twat. Sorry. Yeah. And it really broke my heart when you said that you stayed outside. So you heard that he was going out of another girl. Or he was coming back. He was taking yeah. another girl back home yeah. to his uh his uh the hotel. Hotel. Yeah. And you stayed outside his room because you were fearful. He made you the same to the girl, another a fellow athlete. Yeah. yeah. And that just broke me because I was just thinking, like, you had gone through so much hurt, but you still wanted to protect a fellow woman. Like I just
2: yeah. Yeah. yeah, I had to. I had to try. Like, when I heard that, because I just meddled myself mm. at the championship. I can't give too much away. One, mm. because the name and also for yeah, legal reasons. Yeah. Um. But when I when it happened and when I heard mm. that he, he was, you know, trying to pursue this person again or someone, um, I was scrambling, you know, trying mm. to find out what room. But obviously, you go to the reception, they're like, yeah, we can't give room names yeah. out. And then you've got a team, you know, an athlete list mm. of everyone's room. Um, But the list on the door was on the other side Mm. of the medical room. So again, it was, it was, I couldn't, I couldn't find it. So I was like, well, it's between this door and this door.
3: Mm.
2: But they hadn't come back yet. So I just sat and waited. I waited and I waited. But there were so many different scenarios going on on in my head. I was like, what if I've got the wrong room? What if it's Mm. not on this floor? What if they're Mm. not even staying at this hotel? What if they've gone to another hotel? Because, the athlete isn't staying here. You know, mm. you've got all the team mm. hotels where all the countries stay. So there were so many things that were going on. And yeah, it was um tough, tough to, tough to go through. But what was worse, and I think 2019 was was just breaking point for mm. me. Just seeing them constantly to the point where, again, trigger warning. I, I kind of wanted to take my life oh, again my gosh, in so 20 um. During a particular period of that time mm-hmm. Just because I just felt like I mm-hmm. couldn't cope My performances were going just down the toilet mm-hmm. And yeah I was thinking this person's really gonna mm-hmm. like break me mm-hmm. But because we go off a four year cycle
3: mm-hmm.
2: um, I said let me at least go to 2020 Let me go to Tokyo But by 2019 I just realised I couldn't do it anymore Wow, Like the season wasn't going well I wasn't going to make the team for, I think, Doha World Champs that year. Um, I was running literally like two, three seconds slower. My agent was like, Annika, what's going on? Mm-hmm. So I, cu- I couldn't get into mm-hmm. races neither. Mm-hmm. And it was just, I couldn't, there was no explanation. And then once I let go and once I um, realized like that, this is the moment when I need to just retire mm-hmm. and leave the sport. Like I had a massive breakdown, mm-hmm. but it was just so relieving.
0: Yeah, I can imagine. Yeah. Because
2: I also have to give myself credit. Because of course. I just, mm. but, but that's something we don't do. Mm. We don't yeah. give ourselves enough credit. And also because because the sport, the sport is, they just focus on money and it's a business. So you're part of that business. Mm. So if you're not winning medals, they're just chain you out, spit yep. you out mm. and look for the next big thing. So that's kind of how I felt. I felt neglected. I didn't feel appreciated enough. Mm. Um, I felt like there was no sense of care at times. And I couldn't really turn to people to talk about these things Mm, that I was going through. mm. So that's why I just continued to just bottle it up. So when people would see me be happy-go-lucky, I was really going through it. Gosh. Yeah, because I remember you
0: said that there was a time where you didn't run as well as you thought you would. But you were still putting on smiles and stuff. And and it made me, so you said, you may have seen it on the TV where you see me smiling. But deep down, I'm really sad. Yeah. And just broke me because I'm thinking, well, oh, like, I really, really don't know. Um, but I wanted to touch on coaches. How do you not want to punch these people in the face? <laughs> when that coach said to you, you're soft, girl. And the thing is, I don't think you even said it as if they said it, what they said was a bad thing.
2: Mm-hmm. You
0: said that, what they said, like, oh, you know, kind of like trying to harden you up. Yeah. In my head, I'm thinking, I'm not turning up tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not turning up tomorrow. What do you mean I'm soft? Yeah, I'm soft. Not everybody's hard. Mm. Not everybody's a hard I don't want to be hard-bodied Yeah I
3: don't
0: want to be a hard Why? So what? So because I'm running I must be I must have a screw face on mm-hmm. What is this? Yeah. And the other coach He said You know Again sorry Trigger warning assault Another coach said to you When you're talking about your assault He said another coach said to you Previously You're so strong Nobody would rape
2: you Yeah What? Yeah You have to lose your job Unbelievable Yeah It was always there was always that thing, I guess, with me Mm. because because I was such a prominent figure in on the British team, Mm. and I was always so strong. I didn't take any shit from anyone. People, but I'm also very jovial. Like Mm. I'm like one of the last. I'm also very friendly, so people knew not to mess with me. But I'm also like I also like helping people. Mm -hmm. So because if anything went down, they'd be like, "Oh, Anna could all sort it," you know, because they Mm. they see me as like tall. Black, mm. dark-skinned, muscular. Mm. Oh, no one's going to mess with Annika. No, that was always how uh, and that's, I was that perceived. that is the problem. Yeah. Because se- sexual assault can happen to anywhere. anyone. Anyone. Anyone at any time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anything at any, at any moment. Yeah. So, yeah. And, and I realized that. Like, you know when, like, people say, oh, you shouldn't have been wearing this. Mm. You shouldn't Mm-mm. have been drinking. You shouldn't have been out here. When this happens, I was in a hotel bed. I was wearing pajamas mm. and essentially this person forced themselves mm. into my room so it wasn't like but then you start blaming yourself mm. you're thinking well maybe this did I lead yeah. them on or did I make them think like mm. you know all of this so that's what I battled with for mm. such a long time mm. and then to see this person constantly yeah. I had to pretend as though oh hi you know what I ate house things wow. da, 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 da. but really I just wanted to, like, it's literally horrible. slice the throat. Yeah. Like, no. I wanted to kill them, like, mm. find ways to mm-hmm. just destroy them, find ways to cause them harm. Mm. Like, I'd run to the bathroom and start crying, splash water on my face, you know, so if anyone sees me in the bathroom, I'd be like, oh, yeah, I just got something in my eye. Mm. You know, I just had to hide everything. Mm. Jesus. That was just pretty much how it was. Gosh, I'm so sorry. Yeah, I'm so sorry you yeah, we went through. this
0: was mm. tough. Mm. So, Let's man. talk about drug testing and... <laughs> I, again, have so much respect for you and sports people. When I was reading you said you have to tell them where you are. Mm-hmm. And I am the most forgetful person, right? And it seems like you are very disciplined in what you do. Yeah. And like, I can imagine for the most organized person, you could actually forget. Because I think you said... Is it a case of you have to update them where you are? So let's say, I think you said you went to Japan, but you didn't tell them what hotel you were, where particularly you were. You have to update them every single week, right? Yeah, every day, every
2: every quarter. <clears throat> so you have, uh, you got four quarters in a year mm-hmm. and you have to update them every quarter where you're going to be. That but is because, crazy. So if you're doing <clears throat> a nine to five job, right? Mm. You always know you're going to be there, yeah, right? Mm. So you work from home mm. or you work in an office. And your testing slot is between, let's say, in the morning, between 6 and 7 a.m. Mm. So that's your normal one-hour testing slot. Mm. But you've got your home address, you've got your work address. Within that um, testing slot between, I think the testing slot was 6 a.m. to 10 p.m. at night, maybe 11. Not usually 11, but 10 p.m. Mm. So the
1: whole day, that-
2: they can They can ah. come at any time, <laughs> randomly. But if you've got... That one testing slot and your testing slot is between six and seven, and you have to be there. And if you're not there, that's a missed test. If you've mm. declared you're going to be there <clears throat> and you're not there, then yeah, and they have to say you're there, banging you know. a poo.
3: <laughs> Shit, boy.
2: Yeah, what if you have the hemorrhoids, <laughs> <laughs> and it's sitting pretty. <laughs>
0: but <better> I'll come out.
2: <laughs> so yeah, it's um yeah you have to make sure your doorbell's working. You have to make sure you can hear them knock. Cause mm. they got an hour, they have to stay there. when now it's not a case. It's not a case of they knock and then they leave if you're not there. No, mm. they're paid to do a job, so they have to stay there and knock. They'll go back to the car and then every 15 minutes mm.
3: they'll
2: um they'll keep knocking, keep oh knocking. So gosh. yeah, if you if you
0: I wonder if they take the your time. ASOS deliveries.
2: <laughs> Cause you know
0: sometimes when you miss them, like I wonder if like they go oh you you waiting to go in? They're like no, nah, but I'm waiting to do a drug test on them, but I'll take it in for you.
2: Yeah. Oh my God!
0: Do you think they do well? I don't know,
2: Victoria. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but tell us the time because I think you missed it once. Oh was no, it? I had several, several. Had several. But, but tell us, tell us, um, because there was one where it was
2: like literally you're thinking this is an honest mistake. Yeah, that one was an honest mistake. I was traveling between the UK and Holland, and mm-hmm. um, because my coach at the time he was, mm-hmm. um, he was he just been just departed from his job at UKA, eh? mm-hmm. so. I was then traveling to Holland to see him and to work with him in the group. And I would either fly over or I would drive. So Mm. I'd drive from Loughborough to Horwich and then jump the ferry and then drive to Holland. And, you know, you're on an overnight travel, but I was staying in Airbnbs. Mm. I was staying in hotels. Mm. At the time, um, there was nowhere constant for me to stay. And also, I'm paying rent for my house in Loughborough. Mm. And then you're also paying to travel Mm. and then to stay in all these different locations. So I'm just like, you know, you're trying to find ways to save money. Mm. So that's what I ended up doing. So I ended up staying at this Airbnb. I got the, I got the time wrong, didn't update it. Mm. So then I got notification to say, um, I'd had two missed tests back to back. Two? Yeah, two in that day, two Mm. in that. um, They came to the house in Loughborough because I didn't update it. And that was on like a Tuesday, I think. And then the following Thursday, Wednesday or Thursday, they then came back again. Well, because it's within the same kind of time frame, mm-hmm. they said it only counts as one missed test. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I was like, okay, and then it happened again when I was in Holland. Mm-hmm. So I I was then moving Airbnbs, hotels. I was literally like Dick Whittington, mm-hmm. like in my car, <laughs> packing my stuff, this, that, and the other, and it was such a chaotic moment. Mm-hmm. Then I'd accumulated more missed tests. Why can't they call you? They can't call, they're not allowed. Can you call me? Because what if you're someone who's taking drugs? It's still my system. Yeah, but then you you take the test and then you fail the test. And then I failed, didn't it? Then you're banned. I'm banned, did it? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> if you're a genuine person,
0: genuine, yeah, yeah, like yeah. you're a genuine person, yeah. and they can call you. Hey, hon, where are you? I mean, I'm in Holland. Oh, I forgot, sorry, I've even forgot to tell you a lot. Don't worry, we know some people in Holland that can do your test. Be there in one hour. If I've taken cocaine, they're going to see the cocaine in my system yeah, right now. I'm do. so sorry. How can you not call me? No,
2: they're not allowed.
0: Because
3: it, <sighs> it's, <sighs> it's,
1: it's crazy as well that they expect you to update them on where you're going to be in three months' time. Like That is wild to me. Yeah. Like, they expect me to be like, yeah, um, yeah I'm going to be at home or I'm going to be in the studio or I'm going to be... Like, so many yeah. things, like, especially in your line of work. For mm. us, it's different because mm. we basically have the same sort of routine. But mm-hmm. for you, when mm. you're constantly up and down, here and there, you're going back and forth to hold, like, how do you expect mm. me to know, like, where I'm going to be? insanity.
2: You just have to put, like, a marker. So I usually do for, I don't know, six mm. six months in advance. Mm-hmm. And you usually just put your, your main home address. Mm-hmm. Or, and then your mailing address. Mm-hmm. And then you put your whereabouts address. And then there's like another then you've got your outer competition. Like if you're in Holland. They're a little bit early. You, should 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 we open? Okay. Yeah. Sorry. That's all right. No, keep going. So during Holland, mm-hmm. you're in Holland, you're um yeah, you just gotta update it every mm-hmm. so often. So it just it just becomes like it's just something not everyone can do. Of course, you can't do it all the time. Can so. you
0: update them on the day or like a day before? Yeah, you
2: can update them the day before. Mm-hmm. Um, you can update them up until your test is Okay, but it's just just know, remembering. Yeah, it's just like <clears throat> and you're supposed to because <clears throat> yeah, you don't want to have a missed mm-hmm. test. But obviously, I almost got banned. So Whoa. yeah, that was the second miss. The second one is where I had to like if I had a fa- if I if they. Had they not had they rejected my appeal or mm-hmm. my case, I would have been on two missed tests mm-hmm. for the year. So then I would have... Um, if you get three in 12 mm-hmm. months, it, you get banned for like a year, mm-hmm. I think. A year, 18 oh, months. And you don't want... No, a year. You get <coughs> banned for a year. That's crazy. So, yeah, you don't want to... That's something you don't want to mm-hmm. do. So. I really
1: mm-hmm. didn't know testing was like that... That vigorous. Yeah, that yeah. vigorous. Because they really make it sound like it's random. Like mm-hmm. they just... Walk up on you and they're like, "Yeah, it's time for you to pee in this car. Yeah, and...
2: They they turn off. Even one Airbnb I was staying, um, I was staying staying in like an annex as part of mm. like a family home, so I had my own room. And I was out with dinner with my friends in Holland, <clears throat> and then the one of the the, the dad he called me. He's like, "Oh, there's people here to see you." I, I knew straight away who mm. it was. I was in the middle of dinner, you must and, I, and I rushed. <laughs> no, I, re- I literally just jumped in my mm. car and just ran. It wasn't in my testing slot because mm. they came at like 10 o'clock at night. But mm. I was just like, nah. Don't want it. Yeah, it's not worth it because mm. I felt like I was being hunted at this point. Like, God because it was gosh. constantly, constantly. Do you still get, now 10. you've retired, you still get like <laughs> when the door got. Yeah, like, yeah <laughs> all the time. Is that them? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Woo. All the time. I couldn't wait to, to hand mm. in that letter. To declare Because when you retire you got to declare that Yeah you're not you going do you do it work. like
0: Yeah how do you retire You have to write it Like yeah, resignation Yeah you
2: You you have to Well you have to declare To mm. UK anti-doping mm-hmm. That you're not Going to compete anymore Or that okay. you've retired And then you've got I think they give you Like a six month Grace period mm. If you do come back Within mm-hmm. that time You have to then Rewrite to them And tell them yeah, we're gonna come back okay. and I'm gonna start running again. Some mm. athletes do, but I knew I was done. Mm. So me writing that letter, <laughs> I was you're like, DS, <laughs> oh <on> madam. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> bye bye. <laughs> I
3: oh couldn't gosh. wait. I couldn't wait. So. What is
0: what is life now? Ugh. what is life now? Like, do mm. you
2: is do you still miss it or do you feel free? Oh, free. Mm. I loved it. I love track and field and I still mm. follow bits of the sports, not as much. But um, yeah, I'm I'm just I'm grateful for what I went through and coming out the mm-hmm. other side. Mm-hmm. But I love my life now. Yeah. Like, I've got, like, a normal day-to-day job. Mm-hmm. And it's a job that I really love. Mm-hmm. And I'm also able to do other things as well around it mm-hmm. because the company I work for, they're just like, yeah, yeah, we love it. Just go out and do this, do oh, that. Like and they're super supportive, especially, like, with this book. Mm-hmm. It also looks good on them as well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah Tell um, us when the book so, is coming out. Yeah. So the book is out on... June the ninth mm-hmm. and it'll be available in major and most independent shops. Oh, and you didn't say good bookshops. Yeah. People like oh, are yeah. saying good, really... good, good All good bookshops. All good bookshops. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, guys, please get your hand on this. This yeah. is really, really powerful book. Mm. Really, really great. No, I appreciate it.
2: And yeah, it's just yeah, it's it's for like, yeah, you don't really hear stories about like, mm. you know, athletes, female athletes, and I I purposely didn't want to write a book. That was just gonna be about training. Mm. Those books are boring, no mm. one likes them. I'm gonna give you real detail. Cause mm. I wasn't someone like a Usain Bolt or a Mo Farah or a Jess Ennis. I didn't win gold medals. Like these guys that I trained, mm. like was on teams with or trained with or whatever. But I'm gonna give you for someone who was also also winning medals, but mm. also had to go through hell a lot in mm. order to get there. So it gives it gives a different insight. Mm-hmm. So
0: yeah, so interested. So much things I didn't know yeah. that existed in the af- athletic world, and
2: yeah, oof, yeah. I felt tired. I didn't even run. <laughs> I was like, Did I run? <laughs> oof. Yeah, and yeah, I just want I want everything to be better. You know, mm-hmm. I want I want young black girls to have opportunities. I didn't have as many opportunities. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I mentioned the book as well about the colorism mm. when it comes to mm. you know advertising. and Oh my days! That. When you said,
0: remember, I, I was yeah, talking yeah. to Jazz about this this morning. There was a there was a bit where you said that you shot this camp, uh, catalog oh, mm.
3: gosh,
0: yeah. with a, with a white girl and you were wearing that like, sports gear. And mm. you, when when you picked up the catalog, I was like, okay, I'm really excited to see myself in it. And it's, they replaced,
2: they reshot it with a white yeah, girl. Re-shot. Every, every are they shot. crazy? Yeah. I was there for t- all day. You all know? day. I was, I was, oh, I was so tired. They were like, Yeah, we did thousands mm. of shots, and they've shot like 90% of the photos. Jesus. And it's just, it's demoralizing, mm. but Oof. it also makes you think, like, aside from colorism, it, like your body shape as well. Because okay. like, I went through so many. Just so many issues with like dealing with like body weight, body image, you know, people calling me fat or telling me I'm Really? Fat. Yeah. And you're fit like this. <laughs> we're finished. There's no
1: hope. You're no fit idea. like this? Even me with my jeans unbuttoned right now.
0: <laughs> <Boy>. <laughs> How can you be fit like this? Yeah, I was, that was a lot. Yeah. It's too much. It's it was, way too much. It was a lot. When you were saying like, you know, feeding muscular and, and stuff, And I know that like, people will put that kind of stuff on like serena williams and her Mm. sister as well i'm just like people are just so harsh but how did you did you see any like representation of your body shape and like how did you how did you deal with it all
2: yeah i i saw representation first of all from growing up in liverpool at the track Mm. i had like one one older black woman she's mixed race diane Mm. Green. she was an athlete Mm. she was so beautiful she was so muscular and Mm. so toned and Mm. i was just like oh my gosh body's insane mm. um so she was on, like making gb teams like she mm. was a um, 100 meter headless so she was just incredible um and we also went to the same school as well mm. i went i was mm. she's a lot older but mm. like yeah in yeah. terms of following in your know, footsteps and then growing up in terms of athletes there was denise lewis yeah mm. so her oh, yeah. body was just insane and she's mm. she's so lovely as well mm. she's actually really nice um and then when i was on teams there was like No one on the British team really looked like my body shape. Mm. But when you do global events like the Commonwealth Games, the Olympics, World Champs, you see the Nigerian girls, Mm. you see the Ghanaian, West African girls, you see the Caribbean girls, you know, the, excuse me, the uh, US girls. And they had Mm. Mm body, and it was very similar to yours. Mm -hmm. So I would always just connect with them automatically Mm -hmm. because when you're on the British team. And you've got like white coaches, majority of white coaches, or you realize you stand out like a sore thumb, mm. even when you coach by black coaches as well. Mm. Like, you know, I got a big, big ass. Mm. I remember
0: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, when you were saying in your school, you were even had in your hips and bum. I no, said, I show them. <laughs> From night, you, you, know you know that you're Are you crazy? <laughs> I can still anybody's man. Are you mad? <laughs> When you said you were high, I said shoot, sure, yeah, damn, right.
2: I like mad. I was always hiding, always oh. wearing dark colours. Mm. Like, but yeah, when I lost Yeah, because you a... said you were even wearing dark colours mm-hmm. on the track. Yeah, always said, hiding oh. it. Always wear always wearing like baggy shorts as mm. well, you know. Cause as well, right? When you're on the start line, athletes are also sexualized. Mm-hmm. Oh, definitely. Mm-hmm. You know, you've got the top, <clears throat> you've got uh, the hot pants, mm-hmm. you've got the knickers, you know, mm-hmm. the tight. Boots. Why
0: is that? Does it make does it make the wind... <laughs> yeah,
2: streams, does it streamline? <laughs> to be honest, I think it's just performance. Okay. It's just performance, but that's just what we have all. Or sex before. appeal. Yeah, because everyone wants to be. God. Some people want to be sexy. Mm. doesn't. There's nothing wrong with that. Like, you know, if you look now, if you're watching like 100 meter mm. start line, mm. the girls in the 100 meters, like faces beat, hairs Faces Face beat? Yeah. yeah, it's true. It's true. Look, go back and look like
1: the women's 100 meter <laughs> final. Can I ask a question? You know those tops that you're wearing? Are they supportive? Yes Something I feel like they're are. not
2: No they You, you know them. when you're running You wear You wear um. You've got like Bottom things underneath what you Oh call it okay it? So, like, like cups cro- Yeah you got cups Or you got crop tops Or oh, whatever Okay. So yeah And if you're not Just tell them And then they'll fix it But most okay. of the time Like the crop tops are nice
0: if you got big boobs, can you run? Yeah,
1: but what athlete... Yeah, you never really... No, they're that, not like that's, big that's what, yeah. I think that's when I gave up yeah. on my athletic career. That's,
0: mm. that's my knee that's thing. You, that's my my boobs, the boobs a, are too big. big. Yeah. Oh, oh. I saying
2: yeah. you want to breast. <laughs> you wanted
0: breasts. You wanted breasts so want you didn't run. <laughs> <laughs> no,
2: because most of them are like small, like A cup, 8 cup. Like maybe some of the flowers have got like larger boobs, mm. but... For the most part, you can't Sprinters be. Sprinters You can't. Yeah. You can't be walking around with yeah. jugs. Or Yeah, <laughs> we're yeah, So yeah, you you on want, everyone wants to look good, <laughs> and we find mm. ways because you're a woman. Mm. You want to be. You want to look you good. You want to feel sexy. good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So whether
0: it's yeah. hair, makeup, and when you're talking, fashion. you know, at the end when you're talking to the media, and you're like, you know, you've oh got inseminate the body like yes. you mad, <laughs> and you see me like, damn, uh,
2: you crazy. <laughs> That's literally how it was. You get interviewed and you know, you'd just be like, pass me the tissue. Mm. And they'd be like 30 seconds to, to live. And then you'd be like, pass the tissue. You're mm. dabbing yourself down, mm-hmm. making sure you don't look like oh crazy. And be like, and you die in there as well. You're like,
3: <laughs> you're, you're out of breath. breath, <laughs> out of breath.
2: And then be like 10 seconds on again. And I'm like, okay.
3: And like, Why don't three, they give you two, one minute? Two, I, feel, no. I
2: feel grateful. Yeah. I, feel I, feel I feel fulfilled. fulfilled. <laughs> Why don't
0: they give athletes at least five minutes to catch or Get some water. Get yeah. some breath You know when you, your, your mouth is dry dipsy. And they still want They want, they want the actual how, they, how you feeling right now you're, you're going yeah. Let me breathe It's even worse Like
1: when people come like Like Brits When yeah. they come like Fifth or sixth And they're like Oh so how you feeling now And you're like You can tell the person is so Yeah they want to cry
2: <laughs> And they're like Tell me how you're feeling right now mm. Yeah it was, uh, it was rough But everyone But they, they wouldn't tell because, you yeah. They wouldn't tell you because mm. um they it, they wanted like your reaction live okay, in that moment. Yeah. So as soon as you cross the They're line, wicked. you go through mix zone, and then they'd be like, "Yes, yeah, so how was the race? How'd you feel?" And you're trying to compose yourself. Mm. You're not trying to get angry. And then the do you know, what I
0: hate when they say that I've, um sports does. I've seen it. What was it? Some, was it Simone Biles? One mm. one athlete was like, "I don't want no, to know." Was the 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 tennis f- Serena. <laughs> <Sabrina. laughs>
2: Uh, no, um, no, no. She had Coca? a Netflix doc. Yeah. Oh, Coco. No no, uh, no, no,
0: no, Naomi, Na- Naomi. Okay. And she said, oh, I don't want to do media right now. Oh, yeah. After the game. I don't want to do me. I don't want to talk to y'all. I'm tired. Yeah. I want to go home. Yeah. I want to eat McDonald's. Yeah. And then now saying she's rude. Yeah. Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> for actually, because when you're commuting home after work, you don't want to talk to anyone. You're antisocial. That's how I feel after this game. Yeah. It's true. Anyways, yeah, we've got to go, guys. But yeah. we've absolutely loved this chat. Aww. Thank you so, yeah, so, thank you much. so much. No, thank you. For thank you.
2: Can I just say, as a fan, you girls are oh. doing incredible. So every Monday morning, I'd always, I'm like, for episodes, I'm ready. And you have me cracking up, both of you. Oh. You, Victoria, Jordan, lockdown. Hey, with the, with your mom, with the COVID and the onion. Oh. <laughs> You've really suffered
0: with this COVID. it's so <laughs>
2: just, just, just crazy. I don't know how you guys do it. <laughs> But yeah, keep big up to Black Girls Living. Oh, thank you, man. No, I appreciate you so much. And when you want to do lights up, no off. Let me know. Oh, they are absolutely.
0: They are. I I can't wait wait. to say us when I'm there. You trying it with us?
2: Yeah. Because I
0: love how you lot say us Us? when you mean me. Yeah.
2: Can you say
0: chicken and a can of coke? Chicken and a can of coke. We gotta go now, guys. (laughs) Stay blessed. Have a lovely week. Bye, guys.
2: guys. Bye.